Welcome to the We Rock DM Podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Trisha Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass. So join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing game. Welcome to We Rock DM Amplified, where digital marketing comes to life. We are your hosts, Daniel Bissett and Trisha Elizabeth Olberg, and we have a special treat for you today. In this episode, we are joined by not one, but two industry experts, Fernanda Gratton and Katie Westman. Uh, together, we'll dive into digital marketing for a ma marijuana dispensary, the art of crafting engaging content, and the most effective strategies to succeed in today's competitive digital landscape. So grab a seat, tune in, and get ready to amplify your digital marketing knowledge. Welcome to the show, uh, Fernanda and Katie. To those of y'all who uh, don't know us, we are digital marketing instructors at a UT boot camp. And Fernanda was one of our students, and she has gone on to do some incredibly amazing things. And that's one special reason why I wanted to bring you on, Fernanda, was to find out um, what has come of you since leaving the class. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're also um, getting to getting to know your business partner, Katie, and uh, I'm really excited to hear how your fabulous duo is doing and um, what exciting things y'all are getting into. So welcome to the show. Thank you guys. Welcome. We, thank, you. thank you. We're very excited. Bucket list checked for, yes. for our company personally and for the company. Um, we, we're so happy. Thank you so much for having us. Um, and since we last talked to each other, I think I believe what last, last year when we graduated, um, mm. A lot of things have happened. I was inspired by both of you guys. And Katie and I have worked together for the past, well, I would say, what, five, six years. Um, and we, you know, every time we had a challenge, every time we uh, encounter something, we will say, you know what, why don't we just, let's just start our own company. Like, why are we mm -hmm. just making somebody else money? And I mean, mind you, it's a nonprofit, so it was good and it was inspiring uh, what we were doing for us, but we always wanted to call the shots and, you know, we always have those um, CEOs and executives that give you the extra advice and we're like, no, we, we want to call the shots now. So uh, we decided yeah. to start Grattan Westman, uh, which is a full service marketing agency. Um, since then, we, we, we work together in Houston in the medical center. And since then I moved to El Paso, Texas. So we live in the opposite sides of the state and we've been able to uh, acquire clients on both ends. So that's very, you know, it's working us working out for our industry or agency. And that's it. Now we are taking over some very exciting clients, very challenging clients and so yeah, that's that's what's been happening. So okay. you you and Katie worked together. Uh, you said for five years. Um, so when you know, with with me and Trisha, uh, we both bring totally different skill sets to the table. What what is the dynamic between the two of you? So I I will speak for myself, and then Katie, you can tell you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, I, I have always defined myself as a business development professional, um, have always, I mean, my grad, my degrees in marketing and public relations, but I have been in so many industries. I mean, from the entertainment industry to the fitness industry, uh, designing products from the beginning to the launch, uh, I have worked in big concerts, massive events. And then after, when I met Katie, I was in the nonprofit um, in the or area, I guess. And what is interesting is that I have been able to apply the marketing in public relations, in sales, in photography, and just pretty much all the hats I've known to all these very various industries. However, I am not, I, I will say I, I can see a big picture, but I think more 
on the analytics uh, and business side, if that makes sense. I, I like to talk to, to clients and convince them why they should give us money and help with the with the general strategy. I love social media, so I love creating content and writing. Um, but then that's when I need my fabulous business partner. That's when, when she comes in. So Katie, what, what so, strengths and skills <laughs> are you bringing to the table? Um, I've got about 20, almost 20 years, um, since I've been in the graphic design industry and, um, Fernanda is like the powerhouse business mind behind things. And then I like to make people look good. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the creative, our minds just work really well together. I, I don't know what it is. She's the first person I've ever met in my career when I'm five years ago, we started working together and it just felt like an instant team. Like we were always just brainstorming everything and knocking projects out left and right. And it was just like, I've never met someone quite like Fernanda. We just clicked right from the get go. So like she said, it was a no brainer that we've always wanted to start this company together and it's just going great so far. We're really excited about it. That's, that's excellent to hear. I feel, I feel very similarly with, uh, the, the combo pack that Trisha and I bring to the table. Um, so Fernanda, when you finished the class, you went on, uh, you didn't start this business straight away. So talk us through, because we've got a lot of people that um, listen to the show and they, a lot of them are, are looking for how to get started. So what was it that, mm -hmm. that really just made the two of you go, all right, enough of this, we're doing our own thing. And then how did you get your first client? So kind of talk us through that process. Uh, how did it start? Um, I think we were just mad at one time with our current jobs and our current, not mad, you know, we were just, you know what? Frustrated. Frustrated. <laughs> yes. You know what? Screw this. And, and I remember we, we were having a conversation over the phone. It was actually during quarantine when we first started talking about like, let's do this. So for that, I needed to acquire certain knowledge, which both of you provided. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we decided, you know what, let's, it's, it's just time. And with that came a lot of fears and a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, well, uh, imposter syndrome, I will say, you know, mm -hmm. we're like, well, I don't really yeah. know a lot about accounting. And I mean, I know how to build websites, but are they the best websites? You know, and I, I understand analytics and I understand social media. And I mean, Katie, she, I mean, her graphic design, I have never had any question about her talent whatsoever. But on my end was, how do you even start a business? you know, from there or like, how am I going to, am I old enough? Am I wise enough? Am I going to approach somebody and say, Hey, I can do this for you. Pay me this much money. Cause it's something that we had very specifically, like what the only certain thing that we had is that we were, how we were going to price ourselves. We knew what we were bringing to the table and we knew our, our knowledge and our expertise, but then from saying, I want to earn this much money to actually ask somebody to give us that money. You know, it was very scary at mm -hmm. the beginning. It was super scary. Um, and we decided if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right from the beginning. We are not beginners. We are not like freelancers, part-timers. No, we are a full service agency and we're going to treat ourselves like that. Mm -hmm. So it was after that frustration, it came like, you know what? I'm on legal Zoom. Let's just register the company and screw it. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. What's the worst that can happen? Not make money. We are already not making money. So, you know, it was no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so go and I mean, we register the company, set up our accounting. I mean, thank God for QuickBooks and their live online chat support bookkeeping all the time, which I love. Um, and we went from there, you know, we, we had made some mistakes and we have, I mean, done great things. So we started doing that and we had a lot of no's at the beginning. 
I feel like you guys will will know, will relate to this. I live in El Paso and I have a lot of business friends. You know, there's real estate, there's physicians, there's a lot of friends that are in the that are business owners or that need a marketing support. So I say, my friends are gonna support us. Why not? Right? Like, hey guys, we just started this agency and this is what we can do. We have this expertise, this is our website. Let me know what I can do for you. And everybody will say, absolutely, let's meet. I need a website, I need SEO, I need Google, I need social media, blah, blah, blah. I need event management, I need public relations, all that stuff. Then we meet, we had a discovery meeting and then we come out with like this beautiful proposal and the price at the bottom of it, which we call, at the beginning it was total, like total, it, it just say total on our proposal and it will have the total. And then it came like, it, then they came back like, hey, but we're friends. Maybe it's a discount or, you know, I can't, I can't mm -hmm. do this at this point. And for Katie and I was very, you know, certain we do not do this. I mean, we, if you are my friend, you're going to support my, my business. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a lot and you're of, you're going to value it. Exactly. We're going to value it. So we, we got a lot of no's from there. Um, we did do some free stuff because not free, because we were gaining expertise on that, you know, certain things that we were not a hundred percent sure. So we did a lot of, I mean, a few for free or pro bono stuff, um, yeah. which we don't regret because it had, you know, it's in our portfolio and it helped us, um, troubleshoot certain things that we needed to, but that's, I mean, I think we got like about 15 no's before we got our first yes. So when our first yes was actually but then Go ahead. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and then it seems like things just snowball from there and it becomes word of mouth is really what's happening. We haven't, so far, we haven't really marketed ourselves that much mm -hmm. because we're just kind of organically growing the business. And Isn't, yeah. I came from a freelance background. Um, so for me, it was always feast or famine. Like I'm used to that kind mm. of flow of my work and getting paid and stuff. And I think that made Fernanda kind of nervous in the beginning, but then it's just kind of like, just keep going. You're going to get a million no's before you get that one. Yes. And you just got to keep asking, but easier said than done for me because she's the business end of it. But I'm just like, go Fernanda. <laughs> I, yeah. Everything you guys are saying it, Daniel's probably the same, thinking the same thing. Like it sounds like our last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> we started with our uh, our legal Zoom coffee date and signed the paperwork. And then we started talking, you know, finding, looking for the right clients and talking about pricing. And something Daniel really helped me understand is I wasn't charging enough before. And just like you guys said, you're, we're not new. Maybe the company is new, but we're seasoned professionals mm -hmm joining forces, there's a difference, right? Correct. And you do have to value yourself in order for other, um, for your clients to value you. And if, you know, if they don't see the value, they're not your customer. So that I think that's the hardest thing for anybody in this industry. Um, marketing is, is um, subjective. You know, there are people who think they can do it themselves. And then there's people who want somebody else to do it. And but even then they don't really understand how much time and thought goes into that. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of educating that has to be done and just looking for the right clients. <laughs> and there, there's some irony in the fact that, and we're under the same kind of umbrella, uh, the, the bulk, I'd say 95% of our clients is referral. And yet mm -hmm. we sell digital marketing. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the pizza, the pizza guys that, that, make pizza all day and won't eat it or don't exactly. eat it, you know? Yeah. Um, but so you, um, you launched, you, uh, bit the bullet, you got a little scared, you got uncomfortable. And as I like to say, you have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. Um, and you've, you got your first client, which was this elevation group. What can you tell us about elevation? Because I'm, I'm crazy excited to have this conversation because there are a lot of people um, in the, the marijuana dispensary sector who are quite frankly, just struggling to figure out how they can 
get found and, and um, get the eyes on on the prize. And uh, I'd really like to pick your brain to find out what nuggets of success we can share with them that is practical, applicable. So tell us about Elevation. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite clients because they're very receptive. Number one, if you own a <laughs> cannabis business, be receptive to your agency. <laughs> they're awesome. We love them. Um, it started, you know what? We actually made a post, Katie and I, that say, hi guys, we are launching our agency. Come to us if you need blah, 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 right? Uh, everything that we could offer. And one of my uh, close friends, she says, hey, we are thinking, we are actually moving to New Mexico. And my husband is going to be the general manager for a cannabis dispensary. At this point, there was like five or six dispensaries in Sunland Park, New Mexico, which is, I mean, you can throw a rock from El Paso. Like you don't know what's Sunland Park and what's El Paso. Um, and she says, I, I keep telling them that they need marketing. They need a whole event to launch. And, you know, like typical wife, which I love because she's very involved in uh, all the marketing stuff. And she says, uh, you guys need to talk to them. But before I give him your number, I want to make sure that you guys are on board with the whole cannabis idea. Because when this, this uh, dispensary, they have three branches. The first one was open in California five years ago. So they come with like all the knowledge, you know, they the market, everybody is very receptive. Nobody is ashamed of smoking can cannabis or eating it or put it on their skin. Like nobody's ashamed of it. Everybody shares on social media. It's great. It's a great market to, to be, right? Then they expanded to Ontario in Oregon. And then the newest one was going to be here in New Mexico. So New Mexico opened the cannabis sales in April last year. Um, and at, at this point, I think, I believe it's like 2,600 dispensaries just in New Mexico. There's, now there's 55 just in Sunland Park. So when we, when we launched Elevation 3789 four months ago, there was five. And now there's 55 wow. dispensaries in a two-street. I mean, Katie was here in El Paso, right? Like there's two streets and there's a dispensary, dispensary, dispensary. Yeah. So, and when I talk, Fernando, yeah, when you say, yeah. when you say for dispensary, because I looked at the pictures online, they have a storefront. That's what you mean, right? They have a brick and mortar storefront. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We call it's it nice. a, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. We call it a yeah. showroom. It's called a showroom. And the guys inside, inside, like this, the sales attendants are uh, butt tenders, which I think is very cute. <laughs> you know, like butt tenders and canisters. And I mean, there's like this entire new lingo that we had to learn. Um, so that's how it came about, like our connection with Elevation 3789. Uh, we had a conversation over the phone and we say, you know what? You are our first client in this industry. You're our first client in general <laughs> you know, as an agency. But we promise you that we can apply our knowledge and we do, we will do our due diligence and learn, you know, there's a lot of regulations. There's a lot of laws um, of what to do and what not to do advertising wise. So um, they hired us for a one month, you know, just start our Google business accounts and or social medias and, you know, do some press releases and help out with the SEO part on their website. And that became a monthly, you know, now we are hired for, I mean, we are their marketing agency. So the, the relationship has just been growing and it's just fabulous. We're learning so much. This is a very so, interesting marketing um, topic because, uh, and uh, just, uh, I can see just from the creative side, how many different directions this could go alone not even talking about like the different regulations you have to think about and where it's legal and what states and where it's not. And, Oh, it's very interesting. Okay. So <laughs> from the, from the legal side, one, I mean, you know, I I've had lots of clients who ask me, can we do this? Can we do that? And legal scares me, you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, how one, how did you work that out? 
what you can and can't do? And two, what are your, what are your like key takeaways from a, a digital marketing perspective? What, what can you do? Now, I, in this conversation, I said marijuana dispensary, and you have not once used that word. So I'm guessing that that <laughs> word is a no, is a no go. You've you've said cannabis, so you've you've changed the the terminology, and you've stuck mm-hmm. to that lane. Um, what what are the other things? Is that one of them? And then what are the other things that that you're doing to circumnavigate through the the legal minefield that that's out there? Well, it's very interesting. We had to write a, um, a contract that the responsibility will fall on our client. That's to protect our, our agency, right? We didn't know each other, you know, now we, I mean, I will say like, you know, how you want your friends to become your clients. So for us, it's like our clients have actually become our friends. And we're so close to them that now we feel comfortable. I know we're not going to sue each other and blah, blah, blah. But we needed to make sure that everything was written down. Um, so we wrote it down a contract just in a little paragraph of uh, responsibility does fall on them. And for that, we have a very uh, strict process of pre-approval. Mm-hmm. Everything is in writing. You know, we send them the post, the we have, we actually bought a billboard in El Paso, which is uh, the cannabis sales are illegal in Texas, as you guys know. So that was another fun thing to do, to put a billboard. We were the first dispensary to have a billboard in El Paso. So that was awesome. We learned a lot from there. And so, yes, cannabis is a, a we rather have that term than marijuana, pot, or weed just because from the social media uh, perspective, when you use cannabis is a educational purposes, right? Like this is not for sale. We're using this for educational purposes. So if you're educating your audience, you're not gonna call it weed or pot. You can call it marijuana actually, or or billboard in Texas says, marijuana is legal in 16 miles. And it has the elevation (laughs) logo. Wow. And that was awesome. That was Genius. So that's a big win for our agency because everybody's like, oh my God, we can use marijuana. We can do this. So, you know, little by little, we're breaking through that. Um, we cannot do but We also, sorry, oh, I was just going to say, we also found out during that process, um, the billboard company has their own set of guidelines for, uh, for this. And so there's certain disclaimers and icons that you have to have on there. Um, there's rules like, it can't look anything like um, a cartoon or kid friendly whatsoever. Right. It can only be certain distance from schools, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's kind of like having an extra set of checks and balances for us that we're keeping everything within the right guidelines for right. them. So, you you yeah, harness their their expertise and their guidelines to to also inform the direction that you you take. Right. So that makes a lot of sense, and that is. That, mm-hmm. that takes a little bit of the onus of the fear off. <laughs> um, yes. Right. So, and then it's different because, uh, I'm sorry, the, the laws in New Mexico are different than Colorado and are different than California. So even if you have like Instagram, you know, Instagram is great in California and Colorado. They can say weed and pot and all of that. And Instagram in New Mexico, we cannot do that. So, you know, it's. So it's challenging you, too. Wow. Can you can you talk to the the paid marketing strategies that you've been able to identify thus far? Billboards, that's a paid it's old school, but that's a paid marketing strategy. Um, are there any other paid channels that y'all have been able to to explore so far? Yes, we have relied on our influencers, social media influencers because we pay them, but it's not illegal because it's their opinion on our business. You know, they are private entities that they want to share their knowledge about our business. So we cannot pay Google. We cannot pay Instagram or Meta. We cannot do that. But we have identified key influencers that have a lot of engagement, especially in El Paso, because we are marketing 
to El Paso. We're not marketing in Sunland Park because people like it's just dispensaries and a casino in Sunland Park. Everybody else right. lives in El Paso. So right. we identify certain influencers. We uh, do a lot of create their content for them. So we make sure that the, the brand is consistent and that has worked for us. Um, we have done flyers, right, Katie? We did um, the all guerrilla marketing and distribute flyers oh, yeah. like crazy postcards, all that kind of stuff. Postcards. Yeah. Yes. I will say that the thing that I found um, exciting about this particular client um, is just that they, they're so different than what you would normally think of, I guess, in this industry. Um, everything is so high end and beautiful and even their design. And it's just because they're looking for their target audience is just older than the typical, you know, early twenties um, people. And when they gave us their logo and it was three, seven, eight, nine, well, that's their actual elevation of their location. I'm like, how cool is that? And mm -hmm. each dispensary has their own elevation numbers to identify them. And I was like, well, that's cool. And we kind of went off of that and brainstormed a little bit. And um, they've really let us um, further develop their brand guidelines. Um, they trust us. And that's what's really great about it is we've had a lot of fun with everything that we've been able to do for them so far. So I what... wanted to ask you some questions about the, oh, about the branding, um, because I did notice that their branding is, it's upscale, I would say. And do you mm -hmm. feel like that that is um, setting them apart? Uh, Daniel and I were just in New York for a, a word ceremony, and we noticed there were cannabis dispensaries all over the place. Like, it seems like there's a lot of it right now, but I wouldn't say that those were upscale. Would you say that, Daniel? It was more like a sign, like, come in here, we've got, we've got the, we've got the, you know, the pot. Um, whereas they, they are seem to be going for a different target audience with their branding. It's very upscale. Uh, like mm -hmm. you said, they're, they're using the word cannabis. I, I'm like really interested in what kind of, um, from a graph, graphic design standpoint, what, what you're focused on. Like, how are you keeping that brand in mind, that upscale brand when you're creating Instagram ads or um, any, anything you're designing? Like, what, what are your, what's your thoughts behind that? really um just keeping it very clean and modern and i mean we have so many limitations that of of things that we can post on social media that we've used a lot of icons um patterns just trying to play around with um their color color palette but i'll keep it consistent um but it's we even um did a series with the mountains out there in el paso um just trying to do a little brand recognition as much as we can. Um, but I think keeping it very high end across the board, um, that's what I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. And I will Who add- is the target audience? Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me add something um, to Siri real quick and then I'll tell you the target audience. Um, we, yeah. this is another great example of like interagency collaboration. Cause I, I love that. And we are big advocates to work with other agencies, you know, we, there's, I'm sure you guys know in some markets, agencies are very jealous of their work and they don't share and they're the best and blah, blah, blah. And we, we're not, we, we, you know, because the brand came from California. So we had to adapt their brand to the Southwest Texas or Southwest Texas, you know, in, in New Mexico, and we had to make it ours. So that was something beautiful that, that Katie did, you know, it's, you, it's, a, it's a brand from California, but if you see the California account versus the Sunland Park account, you can tell that this is a Sunland Park business, right? Like, so we want to have, we wanted people and locals to feel that they owned and that we were from here because especially coming to Texas from California, it's like, oh my God, you know, like everybody from Texas, like, but when you say it's cannabis from California, then they're like, oh, okay, you know, that's, they're very receptive on that aspect. So when we talked to the, to the investors and the general manager for 3789, they said, oh, we want to target soccer moms. And we're like, well, that, that has different meaning, right? Like that's mm -hmm. soccer moms in Houston are different than the soccer moms in El Paso, huge difference. 
So we want to know exactly who you want to target. So we did a little bit of of study, right? Like a little case study on who is actually buying it. You know, we did some demographics and we talked to some people. Um, and yes, I mean, it is soccer moms, but we have a lot of young professionals, a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, and you can tell, I mean, the the people that will go to Elevation, it's a, it's a different kind of audio, uh, clientele that will go two doors down. So in order to you, for a customer to get to Elevation, they have to pass three, four dispensaries. Elevation is at the end of the street. So that was our challenge, right? Like we are gaining market share every month over the three other ones that are before then. And that's because we focus on this specific market. We wanted to educate the the area, right? It's not like Colorado and California that everybody's, yay, another dispensary and it's the same of everything. There's actual mm-hmm. competition here, y'all. Like there's actual, I mean, we're just starting. So, I mean, there is people that advertise maybe um, cheaper prices. We have never talked about cheaper price. I mean, we have deals, but we're not cheap. We are have the the best quality, right? And you are going to feel comfortable coming. Me as a mom, you know, I don't want to be seen in a dispensary that looks like a strip club, right? Like, because some of them are very shady, as you say, like in New York. Right. So it's all about how we make our audience feel comfortable and like other females. And I mean, one time I went, I was doing some content, uh, I was shooting some content and this like 85 year old grandma came and she's like a regular and they call her, call her like dope, dope granny. And I love that. So it's just pretty cool that a female that, you know, has all these taboos feels comfortable coming to this dispensary. And that's something that we wanted to achieve from the looks, from the brand, from the staff. I mean, Justin, the general manager has been amazing at hiring, um, specific people that will fall in love with the brand and that will market the brand whenever, whatever they go. So it's just amazing. It's just a great environment. I have so many questions. (laughs) Me too. I know me too. We're going to have to take turns. Why not? But I, I have, I have one, one idea that I don't want to drop before this, this finishes. Okay. You want soccer moms? They want soccer moms. You need to sponsor all of the shirts for all of the teams. I know, right? All of them. Every every single team. You go and buy. You go and pay for every single team from the eight U to the ten U to the twelve U to the fourteen U soccer teams. Elevation three seven eight nine on every shirt. See, but that's so funny because it's more. It's closer than three hundred feet to children. So that's like oh snap! <laughs> so we can't right. yeah. challenge it. Look at that. We're thinking, we're thinking like the, the turkey trots or you know certain sporting yeah. events. Um, a lot of the smoothie parlors, you know, where mm-hmm. where we hang out because I feel Event- I'm a soccer mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, events that maybe like a a like a beer company would sponsor, right? Maybe that would be appropriate. So, yeah. so I, I have a question that um, is connected to what you were just saying about interagency work, but it actually comes from a viewer. Um, and so the viewer says, um, if you've got combined skill sets that covers a lot of ground, is there anything that you won't do? And then how do you choose what to outsource? I think that's a really great question because we're, we have, we have that same kind of, I don't want to do that. I could, but I don't want to. Um, So that fits more into the won't, but then choosing to outsource it. So how, how does that work for y'all? And is it an interagency kind of, are you, are you working with other agencies that you've developed relationships with who have a skill set that, that y'all don't really enjoy? We, um, for, so for example, for Elevation 3789, we, um, they, I had already their website started. 
right? And they had a, a, a small brand guideline that we adopted and made it ours and made it local. Uh, so it was very easy on that end. Um, they are focused on, for example, their, their website is focused on SEO, like in general and more specific California. So from there, we took the SEO for Sunland Park in Texas, right? It's different keywords, it's different. So that's what we took on. When we were launching Elevation, we actually brought a photographer from Idaho um, to come and do all the content, right? Because, so that's something that we don't have photography. I mean, we know photography, but not like a professional photographer. So we will always hire photographers. That's something that we will always do. Um, because we'd rather be working on strategy and designing things that we are strong on doing than, right? Um, maybe, I don't know what else, Katie, maybe some, maybe on the social media aspect, you know, there's always new things. There's always trending things. I love working with people that contribute content. I don't like, I mean, I love writing content, but I don't like writing content for all of my clients. So we will outsource that as well, whenever it's necessary. Um, and we definitely outsource our bookkeeping because it sucks to do accounting. <laughs> but whenever yeah, we outsource yeah, that, too. like whenever yeah. is whenever is necessary, you know, maybe there's an agency that has this badass um, Google Ads strategy, and you know, we we recommend that. I mean, we're working uh, with a nonprofit here in El Paso, which is the Borderline Mountain Borderland Mountain Bike Association, and um, we're working with another agency in El Paso and we're both together building the website and we are coming up with the branding and it's just awesome. You know, it's, it's, I mean, for me, for us and Katie and I, we're like, we, we're going to learn the best of everybody and there's, there's work for think, everybody if you can sell it correctly. I think part of the reason Daniel is asking that question is we're a little bit jealous of this client. Like this sounds like a really fun, interesting client, like. Oh, well, there's, this would be awesome. there's 2,658 in all New Mexico. We only have one. I like the target audience, though. I like the whole upscale. It's different, right? And I can see yeah. already so many different things you could do with the advertising. So my question is, and Katie, I want to know what your thoughts are on this. So there's the, the there's the medicinal uses and there's the recreational uses. It feels like the medicinal might get a little tricky if you're trying to go that route. Do you even go there or do you focus on the recreational and how do you keep that upscale? Um, well, when we had our photographer out there, we did a few different photo shoots for upcoming um, campaigns and just trying to think of different ways that for instance, we did a shoot where um, it was in the pool and it was just like the, was it palm leaf? I can't remember. What, anyway, yeah, it was floating in the pool, but the products were on top of it with sunglasses and um, the gummies or whatever. And it looks, it looks still, it's really high end. Like, oh, I want to be in that pool at that party, you know, but it's just very subtle and, and clean feeling. And um, I think it's just like keeping within that kind of, um, modern feel for us that we want to, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say that, but yeah. <laughs> so, so you are not going, you're not addressing, um, medicinal uses for like PTSD nope. or anxiety. Okay. Cause well, that's we, a whole another ball of wax, right? Correct. And that's yeah. part of the, part of the reeducation of the audience or education, you know, cause nobody was familiar with that. Everybody used to go their back alleys and buy you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we are educating the market and we rely a lot on the current brands that they sell as well. Um, cause they will give you content mm -hmm. as well. You know, they say mm -hmm. we have this topical and we can use these gummy for sleeping or maybe arthritis or, you know, so we, we rely a lot on that. If you, if you look at our Instagram page, we try to explain what the different strains are or the cannabinoids are like what what is marijuana how do you store marijuana you know things like that that we're just trying to get the word the word out there but right i mean honestly the money is in recreational uh, sure. okay, and once I people get in the door oh 
Oh, I was going to say, no. once people get in the door, they've created this just awesome experience from the moment that you set foot in their lobby. It's just, it's like this beautiful lobby. It looks hipster kind of, you know, it's just got such mm -hmm. a good vibe in there. And then you walk into their um, actual showroom and everywhere you look, I mean, there's just such clean cases. It looks almost like museum quality, you know, showroom quality, but it's a whole experience when you get in there. Like, I can't wait to go back out to El Paso and check it out again, because it was just so different than what I was anticipating in my head from what you see in Colorado and New York. And like we were talking about before. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that, that is interesting that, and it's interesting that you say that the recreational is where the money is. I would have thought opposite. Um, I used to live in, you know, Seattle and I think Washington was one of the first States that legalized marijuana. Mm -hmm. And, um, people were using it for anxiety up there. Like mm -hmm. all the, like the techie people who are stressed out. <laughs> Those were the, 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 the upscale, you know, mm -hmm. customers in Washington were, you know, stressed out tech workers. <laughs> so well, um, that's I, interesting. I think you, I think the lines get a little blurry, don't they? With yeah. medicinal yeah. And, and recreational because it gets rid of my anxiety and makes me giggle. I don't, I don't know how, how to separate that. Is, is that medicinal or is that I'm having a good time? You know, that's, that's the kind of question. But when you're, when you're doing social media marketing, um, you're utilizing influencers. I think that that's a, a, a great utilization of, um, resources, right? Uh, but how do you, how do you make it what are you doing specifically that is edutainment? It's educating, but it's also entertaining. Are you are you you know blurring those two lines and and finding a, a hybrid that that fits the education entertainment um, demographic or or strategy? And and what does that look like? We have a very robust uh, social media planner that we came up with and it has helped us so much in our four pillars of content. It will be education, just education. Then we have entertainment, promotion. And I don't know what the last one is. Um, community, right? Like something about the community. We want to show that uh, we like this, we support this gym or we support, right? Cause then they will share. Cause at this point, everything is organic. We cannot pay for anything. Um, right. so based on that in the previous, like couple weeks analytics, then we come up with like, okay, people really likes, for example, the reels, we make reels of gummies. What do gummies do? What to expect? Like it's, or specifically this new, uh, product, how does that make you feel? So before you go into the, the showroom, you want to know, you don't want to feel like an idiot, right? Nobody wants to feel like an idiot. We want to or audience or clients to feel like they can come. Number one, they can ask whatever they want, but also give them those basic knowledge on the products that, so they will feel comfortable. So the reels have worked huge for us. Like um, it will say, you know, how do you store your flower or what are the different kind of flowers that we have or the difference between sativa and indica in hybrid, you know, what is this new thing? It's called live, it's called live rosin and there's rosin and there's resin. And it's, I mean, it blew my mind when we were learning about it. Cause now we kind of have become these like canisters ourselves of all the research that we're doing. And so that has worked huge with us. Um, so that will be, for example, a real will be just focused on education. Then we, it, we will share the eventual uh, meme. You know, we have one that it was a huge hit. It said, I'm high maintenance. And all the moms share that. And I love that. Um, so that will be, for example, like a, a, so a division. You know, we try to not really blur it because at the end, we are selling a product that is very, um, it can be dangerous if not, if it doesn't fall in the right person, right? We do not want to be responsible right. for children to know about cannabis. We do not want to be guilt, guilty of that. I mean, we are targeting responsible or 
let me let me rephrase that we are targeting adults that can they're responsible for their lives correct like and, and right. they will make an, an educated decision but we do not want to fall on the i mean there's a lot of dispensaries that they will share a lot of memes that are maybe associated with children um, mm -hmm. or that will post picture of children or i mean somebody got in this or look like a cartoon or or looks anything. like a cartoon uh this huge this company had a huge lawsuit because their product looked like skittles and you know we don't we don't want to do that so we want our clients to be or i guess elevation clients we, we think they're our clients but elevation clients to feel educated to feel that we are responsible socially right that we care about yeah. who is consuming our products mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense so you've mentioned instagram instagram and instagram reels um are you in TikTok and youtube shorts or are you focusing no. just in insta and why right now right now we are on instagram that's where most of our content goes to just because of the if you do everything correctly instagram will recommend your account but if you say pot one time they're going to shadow ban you and nobody's going to know about you unless they go mm -hmm. to your showroom so however it's been very easy for people to like and share especially with these influencers i think that strategy has worked very well um we did some research on tiktok and tiktok is a little volatile on content and you know i didn't want to start an account and then can't say anything you know it will just be the picture of the of the showroom so because obviously it's more visual uh, maybe in the future once once we have because elevation has a higher education program maybe we'll in, incorporate that um we tried twitter and then uh threads open like two weeks after that <laughs> So we're like, you know, let's do a standby and on that and we'll see where threads go. Because mm -hmm. if it's managed by Instagram, if it's owned by Meta, then then it's easier. You know, I will assume that it falls under the same regulations. Um, so that's that's all we're gonna that's how we're doing social media wise so far. We did not wanna, you know, because it's it's such a, a broad I mean that we could do everything. We can do Snapchat, we can do all of the things, but we want to be very strategic on what we post and what we share. So everybody just goes there. Maybe once the market share increases or the market, you know, just opens up, then we can go everywhere. But at this point, I think Instagram based on, on our research and our analytics is, it has worked amazing. Uh, so well, Instagram I mean, is I, the channel that's working best. Yes. I, I applaud that, that strategy, but I, it also scares me not not because I think you're missing an opportunity in different places, but because if you're not there first and somebody else does get into that space, then mm -hmm. you can lose it in a heartbeat, right? So if Absolutely. you're already creating excellent content for Instagram Reels, what's to stop you from trying those same concepts over in TikTok? and YouTube shorts, just to kind of kind of put your your stamp on mm -hmm. things and start slowly maybe building those accounts up. Maybe they don't get as much traction. Maybe you you learn a thing or two. But if you're already producing the content for one, um, you know, if you're going from YouTube shorts to Instagram, you have more time, three minutes versus one minute. So you have to, you know, but going the other way is easy. One minute fits into three minutes, no problem, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it would just concern me of if we do have two streets of dispensaries or, you know, uh, reaching further out, but, and there are clearly going to be some that are trying to do the high end like y'all are doing. Um, Correct. We want to we be the first people out there. Correct. Now, up, so... Yeah. I don't know. That's that's just where where my mind sits. But yeah, then again, and like you said, you know, Instagram's for, Instagram's doing it, so that's great. It's just I don't know, all eggs in one basket, know, kind of. It's not. It's not that we say, "Oh, this is all we're we're gonna do," right? Obviously, I mean, mm -hmm. we the dispensary has been open for three months, 
um, in whatever, and it wasn't a fear, something that we were hesitant about was um, just posting two things and then just be standing there, you know, like on, on mm -hmm. TikTok, because mm -hmm. TikTok will not uh, allow, no, we, they won't even allow cannabis. They will ban THC, they will ban CBD. So actually, uh, an account I follow on TikTok, they are selling the rolling papers. So they don't say anything. They actually put broccoli on the rolling papers <laughs> and they roll it. I'm like, that is genius. You know, if, if we had a product mm -hmm. that would be maybe easier, um, I would think that, uh, absolutely. I, and I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that you always have to expand as we like, you know, we were the first ones that had a billboard and now everybody has a billboard. Um, mm -hmm. and we are sitting, seeing the market share increase or elevation um exponentially compared to we know we do competitive analysis and we see their market share and maybe that's something that maybe by the the beginning of next year then we'll start um exploring other other options i mean the sky is the limit as long as it's not illegal so are y'all doing any um like content seo uh keyword yes. gap analysis that sort of stuff for the website and we and are Okay. What are your strategies? Yes, in we that are, we haven't, we haven't quite launched that because the website is still like in the process of, you know, we want to let the California agency finish all their, their mm -hmm. stuff. They're launching some blogs and stuff, but we want to rely more on the higher education side because we believe this is what our market needs, the, what our client needs right now. So we will do in a lot of blogs, you know, um, the, it's very challenging because the three websites are under the same WordPress. Um, you know what I mean? They fall, it's like the, all the yeah. three dispensaries and that was the way the client had, I mean, that's how it happened. And all we have sure. to do is fall under that. So we have out of all the thousands of pages that all three con dispensaries have, we really just have two to work with. So mm -hmm. it will have to rely a lot on blogs, uh, you know, renaming pictures, um, backlinks. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to work with influencers. We want to work with local gyms or uh, smoothie parlors, you know, or events, maybe the soccer, maybe not the soccer league, Daniel, but maybe the turkey trot or something. And we'll do a lot of backlinking on that. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. our strategy so far. So cool. So y'all have, um, this big client. Do you have any other smaller clients that you're really excited about? Yes. Katie was, which one is your favorite? <laughs> well, put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you like the shop -meum. You like shop -meum a lot. Yeah. Shop -meum was really fun. That was a, a social media um, campaign that we got to do just create 50 posts for them to um, get going with their account and that was really great to just kind of have free reign once they gave us their brand guidelines and to come up with all the content for that um, and then to see the big picture once it's all posted together mm -hmm. um, that was a good one we kind of we have clients across the board I mean we work with a cattle rancher and um, a couple different educational clients it's it's really across the board right now we're just kind of organically letting the business grow and kind of see what direction it goes before we land on a niche i think yes mm -hmm. and some and some are I very exciting you know some some clients are like mm -hmm. i mean cannabis and it's so challenging in this like shop me for example it's a it's an international app that we got to work with and that's amazing and some other ones are more niche like you know we have an uh, an engineering company which is very exciting but we don't know much about it that we have to you know talk about hydrovax and all of that but at the, the same time i mean we're learning so much about a lot of things mm -hmm. yeah do you find as you um have been working together since you started your company that you are um preferring certain types of um marketing over others do you feel like you you are gravitating to a certain type of marketing that you want to focus on and what what is that yes for sure um <laughs> Well, I didn't think I was going to like content creation as much as I love it now. Right. I think we're doing uh, more content like that whole Pinterest project. That was awesome. Cause 
-hmm. I mean, we had to, we had different content pillars that we had to build um, content for and had to also follow specific brand guidelines that were already established by an international company. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of pressure because we were working with a board, we were working with like a half a million dollar marketing budget, you know, so that was kind of intimidating. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, I, I come from traditional marketing. I mean, we love, I mean, I know this is a, a digital marketing podcast, but I love traditional marketing. I love public relations. We love event planning. Um, and that's that that brings branding. the action branding. I mean, branding is one of our favorites. We love doing that. Uh, I, lo I love it because Katie takes care of it, most of it. And I just get to <laughs> say that, yes. Um, but I mean, we get to work with people, you know, and uh, sometimes in digital, and I'm sure you guys know it's, it's all on the computer. And when we get to meet with the client, we need to uh, do an event for a client. We need to, uh, we get to bring media into the showrooms. I mean, that's, that's very exciting. It's like, that's how I grew up. That's how I was trained originally. I mean, when I graduated, social media didn't exist. Google was not as big, you know, it's, so it's good to remain true to what we for sure know and evolve every day, you know, every time with new clients new uh, boot camps or certifications. So that's, that's awesome. And, and we love everything. Um, but I, I will say content for me, that's like my favorite. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. How, where do you guys see yourself going? What are your, what's your five year plan? Do you have one yet? Or are you still just kind of figuring it out as you go? <laughs> I think we're dreaming big at this point and, and uh, still trying to figure out what the exact plan is, but I don't think either one, one of us wants to, um, I think, I think we want to really get some great high-end clients, um, but I don't think we want our, our business itself, um, like how many people we work with to be too large. Like, mm -hmm. I think we want to keep small. that part small. Yes. We like, yeah. we like the size of our clients. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I would not say no to Target or Red Bull or, you know, <laughs> but um, I will say in five in five years, we want to uh, increase our team. We love to bring like at least we already have in mind the person that is coming on board. She doesn't know that yet, but she, will. she doesn't know it yet. She doesn't know that yet, but we, we know. She'll we love her. Um, Katie. Well, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. I'm going to say that. But, um, you know, we, we want to we would like to stay uh, working from home virtually because that gives us a lot of flexibility on travel and meeting clients and all of that. We don't want to pay a rent, um, but we want to be established. You know, we want to, and especially in El Paso, I mean, Houston, Katie lives in Houston and Houston has this huge agencies that we have worked with. I mean, they're amazing and they have a whole building and the difference in El Paso, I mean, not, there's not a lot of agencies that are, that have this, that are as serious as we want to be as what we want to become, right? We don't want um, for executives to say, oh, my daughter, she's 15. She can totally take care of this. You know, we want to, at the same time, kind of how we're doing with Elevation, we want to educate the market in El Paso that and in Texas in the New Mexico area that why marketing is important and I can, we know our agency, something that we do is we, we return data, you know, we analyze data and we tell you what is working and what is not working. We can tell, you know, a lot of agencies say, well, and we work with huge agencies in Houston that have say, I'm going to make you a logo. That's going to be $35,000. And then here is your logo period. And we're like, we don't, I don't want to do that. You know, for me, we have worked on the other side. We have hired agencies before, and that's something that we always hated. You know, you sit with the client, oh, you want a logo and three fonts, and here it is. So for us, we take See, that and we like, you know, here's your brand guideline. It is very important that we're going to put our name on this project, and whatever you're going to go, your brand is going to be consistent because we care about it. You know, the pictures that we put on our, so in your social media, Everything has our name. It's the agency is literally Grattan Westman. Technically, it's our husband's yeah. last name, but you know, um, <laughs> it has it has our name. It has our stamp on it, and we want that to represent who we are. So, 
ideally that's we grow on that reputation and, and our clients know that and they are proud to work with us and then they recommend to their friends branding it branding is so important and that what that is what separates you from uh, somebody who gets a logo on fiber right um yeah yeah branding and especially with the client you've been talking about the cannabis client i i can see that branding is what is setting them apart that is just like huge for them so that's great okay i have a, a last question and daniel might have a last question um if you were to give advice to um anybody trying to start up a new marketing agency what would your one thing be mine would be just don't be afraid you just kind of have to go for it and you're you're going to fail i mean that's just the way it is but you just learn from those mistakes and keep going i think like Fernanda said earlier, the imposter syndrome was big for us in the beginning, but now that we're here and we're doing the thing, it's like, man, this feels so good to be, you know, in charge of our own company and to not have to answer to anybody, you know, um, it's worth it. I think in the end to take that leap of faith. I agree. Um, I will say to, to always be prepared. I always learn, never stop learning. Um, it's very easy for somebody that uh, knows that has 2000 followers on Instagram. And then they say, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a content person. Um, but there's more to digital marketing. There's more to marketing than likes and then follows, you know, to really understand what you're bringing to your client. Um, before you decide to do that leap of faith and jump into owning something is to, to really understand what you do. And it doesn't need to be a four-year college degree, you know, it's, it's actually stay on top of the trends, stay on top of people and, and learn from people. Like, I mean, I feel like we, I was um, inspired by both of you, right? And that's maybe the idea to, to start something was, you know, Katie and I were like, yeah, let's go do that. But to learn from people, to always surround yourself with those um, with those people that know or that are also on the search for excellency. I think that's, that's huge. I mean, from the guys from our cohort, I still ask, I mean, I ask uh, Caesar sometimes, or, you know, I ask people like, Hey, how do you do this? And how do you do that? Or, you know, so we, we try to always stay, stay on that. Um, my, my husband is in medicine. He's a physician. And something that I learned from them is that a doctor is not going to know everything. Right. So they're going to rely on other doctors, like, hey, what do you think? Everything for the best of that patient. And I feel like that's what sets us apart. You know, we, if, we, if we are limited on something or we don't know something, we're gonna surround ourselves and ask those people because we care about our client. So we, we wanna apply that, you know, to, to our agency. That's so great. Don't be, don't be afraid to fail right? Um, and I, I like to say, if you're not failing, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so counterintuitive, <laughs> but you know, when, when people start, sense. when people start out with the expectation that this is going to work and then failure almost inevitably happens, it can be devastating. But if you go into mm -hmm. it expecting that, okay, this is going to get ugly but I'm going to grow, right? Then mm -hmm. when it gets ugly, you have that mindset of, I knew this was coming. This is actually exciting. Okay, so here's how I'm going to grow from this. Um, mm -hmm. I, think, I think that that's, that's really great. And then, you know, to your point, Fernanda, um, it's this industry in particular is changing so much all the time that if you mm -hmm. get comfortable in your lane um chances are you're gonna out you're gonna get passed by real quick because google analytics you drops universal and all of a sudden you're screwed because you don't want to have to learn that new thing yeah. right um so is there a a piece of practical something that people can do so this is like what we've been talking about is kind of the mentality that you can take into it with you. But what is it that someone can do either who's looking 
to maybe start into this digital marketing space as a boutique mm -hmm. agency provider or somebody who's already here and looking to, you know, make things better? What is the one piece mm -hmm. of practical advice that somebody could do? Do you have anything that you would recommend? Um, I, I said, this is something that my very first boss taught me and I learned through a lot of mistakes with them. Um, but he let me fail so many times. It was awesome because I learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> so we learned two things. I learned two things with them. One is do not over promise and under deliver. Mm -hmm. Never do that. Be honest with what you can deliver and the timing. Sometimes I do that and Katie will yell at me because I'm like, oh, I can do that in a week. And Katie's like, no, we can't. We have five <laughs> other clients, you know. Um, that will be one. And the other one, which is the very first product that I launched, um, we actually wrote it down in the product. And it says to, it says everything you put your hands, you put your hands on, you do it with all your might. And to me, it's like, if you follow those two things, I mean, it's, it has helped us a lot. That's, that's great really advice. advice. That's really great. Um, thank you both so much for joining us on this meandering uh, conversation <laughs> through the digital marketing and cannabis dispensary. Uh, you know, it's, it's been really eye-opening. I still feel like I have so many questions, but I, I want to respect your time. So we'll maybe have to have a podcast number two at a later date, you know, in six months time after y'all have got some more, uh, some more key takeaways to teach us. But thank you both so much for joining us today. We really appreciate having you. Thank you, guys. We're thank honored guys. for having us. Thanks for tuning in to the We Rock DM podcast. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.